0: And again, we're so happy to have with us today uh, our, our special guest from Hond, all the way from Honduras. I'll just do a, a quick introduction. Y'all know, and I've, I've read to you many times uh, from uh, Pastor Alvin's mission newsletter the things that are going on there and what we're involved with from Believers Church here through our uh, through our direct giving. And then we've got uh, a couple going uh, to Honduras this year. Uh, so as you're listening. To that, and we've talked about it before. Uh, we're going to have some opportunity at the end uh, for, for you to let us know or maybe come to an additional meeting if, if that's something the Lord pierces your heart with, and He will. Uh, and that's kind of how we got started to knowing uh, Manos sextonidas and Pastor Alvin uh, Pastor Jake Kenneman who was here uh, prior previous pastor got invited to go down with a team from Hot Springs Village uh, they were actually constructing the second floor on the central uh, church building and pouring the concrete there and uh, you know Pastor Jake and his dad James James a- excellent concrete man and uh, they got invited along to, to help with that. And they went and got to meet Pastor Alvin and kind of see what was going on there. And I believe it may have been that, the summer of that year or the following year they, they said, you know, well, let's take a team down and kind of see what we can do to help. Pastor Heidi led that. Uh, Kelly uh, got to go. Uh, she said uh, got to go. She told me she was going. Uh, and <laughs> It was just amazing how the Lord provided for that. And then uh, she comes back and she's talking about Poppy Alvin and Mommy Nellie. And I was like, who is Poppy and Mommy? Who are these people? And you're talking about her, Daddy Alvin and, and Mama Nellie, his wife. Uh, that's how a lot of the kids and the young people will refer to them uh, there And so the, when the next year came up, we were taking another team the following year. I'm like, I've got to go and meet Poppy Alvin and Mommy Nelly and see what's going on there. And I got to. And then I know several others went a few years later on a spring break trip. If you've been to Honduras down there with the team, raise your hand. I know we've got a few. Some of them have already gone out. Uh, awesome. And so uh, y'all, y'all will have a special place in your heart for the update that will Uh, come forth today. But uh, just so thankful that we've been connected with them and the work that's going on there and that we can be involved even at this great distance uh, that that we can still be involved through uh, partnership, support, and prayer above and uh, above all uh, because we know that that accomplishes the most uh, out of everything. But again, I don't, I don't want to take any more of their time this morning. So if you would, uh, give a warm Camden welcome uh, to Pastor Alvin Anderson and Michael. I think Pastor Alvin, for coming first. Good morning.
1: Thank you, brother. Hey, it's great to be here again. I'll tell you what, I'm wondering if I have... Um, been here or visiting here longer than anybody else? I mean, uh, are you, are, I think it's been about how long now? Uh, seven years ago that I first came through the area? Okay, so um, is there anyone, uh, well, I know there is, that have been here more recently? In other words, it's the first time you've laid eyes on this guy. All right, okay, all right, well, uh, I'm part of the family here. And one thing that you already know, you don't get to choose your family, right? Uh, um, By the way, I'm not messaging. I'm timing myself, okay? (laughs) Okay. Uh, But yeah, you already know you don't get to choose your family, so what you see is what you get. All right? We thank God that he has allowed us to be family with you, and indeed, that's exactly what uh, our relationship has been like with uh, Pastor Jake and his wife Heidi, and also with Steve and his wife, and um, uh, we're, we're honored. It's been a few years, I don't know, about four, I guess, uh, Pastor Jake was still here at that time, but uh, that, since I've been here, but it's the first time that I've had the opportunity to, to come uh with someone other than my wife which has still been quite a few years ago but we have with us today Michael and uh, I'm going to give Michael an opportunity to come uh in a little bit um I won't take all the time because I really want you to meet Michael or get to sense his spirit in his heart and so forth okay um I'm still rather young, just 63 years old, but I know I'm not going to be around forever. I figure around 105 years, but anyway, that's still not forever. And uh, I'm thankful to the Lord for Michael and his heart, for the Lord, first of all, for missions, for people. And Michael is from Denmark, so this is going to be an an experiencing and I hope a not frightening trip for him to get to understand North American culture culture, and Mike, okay, but no, great, great young man, and many of you who've been on the trip have met Michael, and uh, so... Um, God bless you, again. um, I said that about the kids because I love when the kids, we have kids' church and children's ministry and all of that, but I hate to see them go. And if you notice, like with us, when they go, half the church, half the congregation is gone, you know? So, but anyway. um, So just, again, an update as to what's going on. You folks here at Believer's Church have been a part of what Uh, God has been doing in our lives for several years. And, uh, you know, the scripture says... Um, when Jesus instructed the disciples, he said, that, you know, go into all the earth. And he, he said in the book of Acts, go into uh, Samaria, which was north, Jerusalem, or right where they were. And then he said, go into Judah, which was south of them. And that's God's commandment for us. I firmly believe, and maybe you've even heard me say this before, but I believe that every Christian should have two books. Okay, and one is a Bible and the other one is a passport. Okay, I firmly believe that that's a part of our calling. Uh, And I can say biblically because he said to go into all the world. Right. And and disciple. And you can't disciple unless you, you know the word yourself now. And I'm aware that not everybody is able to go, but you are able to send someone else. Okay? Uh, And you have been, and we're grateful for that. That's why we're here, one, to visit you. Uh, We value your prayers for us. We value uh, the koinonia, uh, just getting to to be with you and visit with you. And we value you being partners with us in this family, uh, uh, in Christ, and the missions work. We would not be able to do what we're doing without you, your prayers, your financials assistance, your partnership, checking on us, and then coming to visit us. You know, you're showing us that you love us. You're showing that you love the Lord, and then you're showing that you love us. We know that there are a lot of missions ministry in the world, but you have chosen to work with us, which means extended hands, by the way. And uh, so, what I'm trying to do here is just to give you a little bit of an update about what God has been doing in our lives through your prayers, your giving, your standing with us and ask that you would continue to stand with us in that, okay? So, um, we've got some slides here that uh, just to give you a little bit of an idea for those that already know us, for those that do not. Um, the name of our mission ministry is Manos Extendidas of Honduras and uh, I think there's a yeah, Extended Hands Christian Ministries there, and I may step off just to the side a little bit so I can look back. Um, if we'll go on to another slide there, we consist of six congregations that are in the country of Honduras. We live in the capital city, which is Tegucigalpa. You can practice trying to say that later on, okay? Tegucigalpa. Um, what is it, Michael? How many people? Uh, eight. Okay. Several million people there uh, and so forth, but it is the capital city, six congregations. One of the things that the Lord has laid on our heart, the congregations are called hands at work. The ministry extended hands and hands at work ministries as far as the churches. When I made a deal with the Lord years ago to start a church, because when we, my family and I moved there twenty, almost 26 years ago, uh, we were just working with kids on the street and establishing educational uh, um, opportunities for kids to learn carpentry and other skills. And uh, he kept pressing upon my heart to start a church, start a church, start a church, especially after Hurricane Mitch destroyed a lot of the country. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to start a church." You know, I started churches in Nicaragua and Belize previously. I'm going to start a church, and you know, I call myself being tough and a little bit angry at God, and I'm going to tell him, you know, what's going to happen. And I said, "But when I start that church, everybody that's in it is going to be involved in the ministry. So we call the church." Extend Uh, um, I got to say it in Spanish. Iglesia Cristiano Manja la Obra at Hands at Work Christian Church, okay? The organization, Mono 6th So, uh, because everybody that comes to that church it has to be involved in the work of the ministry. And for the most part, that's the way it is, not because I said so that's how the Lord wanted it. So, uh, in each one of the congregations, uh, and you can go through the slides there, um, what we would call the central church, uh, involved in street ministry, uh, in kids ministry, so forth, um, and you can keep flipping. These two are of the central congregation. This was just one, doing one of our worship services, a child dedication. This is the church that meets, for those of you, uh, center, we call it Center 2. And many of you would remember that we're there before Pastor Victor okay that's where um, he was pastoring Victor is no longer with us at the time still serving the Lord but he felt that the Lord was calling him to something different but we have a very strong congregation very good leadership they are praying for you folks as we are here uh, working involved in the ministry this is um, some scenes from uh, the church that meets at center one many of you that have been there remember we stood out on the dirt road your back was to the church and you Overlook the city. Well, that's where this picture was taken from. It was doing a youth rally. Um, This was a regular anniversary service at that same church that meets up at Center One on the mountainside. The last two churches, this one and the other one that I just mentioned, are on the outskirts of the city along the mountainside. Now, we're in construction. The wall that you kind of see in the back there is Uh, the church presently and where we are now no roof on it and all of that that's the new construction um there may be a slide later on there's a slide in there that just shows the part of it without the roof but anyway um that congregation is involved in reaching out in that community to about 230 children and teens that is where we have a school one of the schools is there if you'll go on to another slide or so um... We. Uh, this is our church that meets out and it's about 70 kilometers, what about 45 miles outside of the city that's where we've established a, a home for boys who come from the streets or out of the jail and can no longer live uh, in the city uh, we've dubbed the ministry out there called Casa Abner uh, Abner's house is what it means but we have a church out there a congregation leadership uh, that's where the boys are the building behind you is, was built to be a church, but it is the carpentry shop at this time. But uh, you'll see some bunk beds in some of the pictures later on, and uh, I'll give you a little bit more information as I go. But part of the congregation out there, this congregation is um, another one in a, about oh, 12 miles outside of the city. This setting was a pastor's conference. The Lord has laid it on my heart, and I'm honored to do it, youth conferences, pastor's conferences, and uh, so forth. So at this particular congregation that have joined in with us, what's going on there uh, is a, uh, a pastor's conference, a leadership ministries conference, and the other slide after this one, the same congregation, but it was a baptismal service, as you can see, mostly young people, and we love that. Uh, you know, it, Jesus told the story, you know, again, about the man that went out uh, in the morning about six o'clock, found a lot of people standing alone in the marketplace and so forth, not working. He made it. You know, they they made a an agreement. I'll go work in your field for X amount of money during the day. The man went out again at nine o'clock, went out at twelve, went out at three, went out at five, and at six o'clock, when he begun to pay people, he begun with the ones that only worked for an hour, and he gave them a day's wages and went backward. And the guys who had worked from six and nine o'clock that morning, wow, he paid them let's just say a hundred dollars, you know, and they only worked an hour. So I've worked. All day. So I'm probably going to get a lot of money. And they were upset when they found out that Jesus had only given them the same amount of money after working all day. And what was he trying to teach us at that time? Whether you come to Christ at a young age, which is a lot better. Okay. You save yourself a lot of hardships in life or whether you come to Christ, you know, you're 90 years old, you're 100 years old, and you're about 20 minutes away from dying. It's the same reward. It's the same reward. So, but we are honored that the Lord has us working and being involved in ministering uh, most of our ministry. I would say, Michael, what, 85 to 90% of our ministry is geared toward children and young people. We don't want them to have to go through what you and I, if, you know, if you came to the Lord later in life, I did at 19 years old. But I wish I'd have came to the Lord when I was five or even younger if it was possible. But anyway. So that's part of the ministry there in one of the churches that have recently came under our cover, the pastor there. This church was a church plant in a mountainside area just south of the city. It's three years old. That's our building from the outside. If you'll go to the next slide uh, on the inside. Again, this is what we're all about. Okay, Uh, part of what we're all about uh, sharing the gospel. You know, most people. 71% of the Honduran population has an annual income of 1,000 US dollars. And if you do the math on that, that's about $87 a month. But for those of you that have been there and those of you that will come on the upcoming team, uh, you'll find out that we have Burger King, Pizza Hut, Wendy's, malls, and all of that, okay? But again, 71% of the population uh, $87 a month so these kids if it is not for the gospel and extending them an opportunity to, to get an education what would be bred or brought about is criminals prostitution gang members uh, you know drug dealers and so forth they were not created for that and with your prayers you're giving your standing with us you're helping us to make a difference for the kingdom of God and for these kids. Okay. So as we go on to the other slides, and this is what one of the churches, the, the six churches, they're working out in that area. So our preschools in the other slides, um, working with kids, Eileen, the teacher that's kind of there like that, uh, is the daughter of um, one of our pastors. I remember holding her and dedicating her to Christ. She is now, what, 24 or 25? 23, okay, Uh, 23 years old, uh, professional, graduated teacher, And so here she was, born into our ministry, of course, through her parents who uh, have been involved in our ministry. Now, gone through school, college, and all of that, and she's one of the greatest teachers that I know. And she is teaching out at preschool one, at Center One, again, where you stand on the the roadside and you're looking at the city. Okay, so she's there with her group, a part of her group of kids, doing the COVID virus. Um, Well, afterward, when we were able to do church in school again they would bring the kids in as much as seven or eight at a time uh, there were about 25 of them I think in her class but you know that picture she was just doing small groups this is a picture the school year in Honduras is from February till mid-November, or at least the end of October. And the graduations usually take place anywhere between mid-November to the end. So this was a picture of the graduation ceremony at Center Two just this past November. And uh, if you'll go on to another slide, uh, talk about uh, a bit about our feeding and uh, program and food distribution through the entire pandemic, Uh, you know what, you know, your pastor was saying that you guys were locked down for March and May and most of you ended up about losing all your hair, right? You know, because it was difficult during that time. Well, we were locked down until the end of August. Around the beginning of August, we were allowed to have um, uh, weeknight services, okay? But we experienced about a six-month lockdown And, again, if you can think about people making $87 a month, they're selling tortillas, making them, you know, grinding the corn or cornmeal, going out in the morning and selling the tortillas, getting back anywhere around 1 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They turn the cash that they made from the tortillas into food, and then they go home and feed their families or provide school or whatever they might be able to do well if you're locked down and can't get out, how do you buy food how do you how do you live and so God uh, blessed us through you folks to be able to purchase sacks of food, sacks of rice, beans, sugar, whatever, and and take it into three different of our principal congregations. And members of that congregation would break the stuff down using uh, cups to put rice Uh, maybe two or three pounds of rice into a plastic bag tying a knot the same thing with sugar the same thing with beans and then spreading it out like that on the tables and then making sure that a bit of rice beans sugar coffee whatever goes into each sack and we would provide that you folks helped us do that for about six months every eight days once a week we were able to provide more than 400 families with enough groceries, depending upon the amount of people in the family, uh, to feed their family for three to five days. Of course, it was a family of four. Well, you know, they were able to go for about five days. If it was a family of seven or eight, maybe only three days. But for six weeks, we spent about um, $6,000 a month. Well, let me put it like this, $1,500 a week Helped us to be able to provide basic grants for 400 families for at least three to four days. As I said, if it was a small family, five days. Uh, thank you, folks. Okay. You helped us to purchase that. Our team and members from the churches in the other slide. And, and this is just one. This was a small operation. Okay. Um, you know, it's going on on a bigger scale. And then they're out distributing that food in the facilities, in the facilities of where the churches are. We not only gave it to people from the congregations. We gave it to the people that that need and we did it on a consistent weekly basis. I have learned that, I mean, let's just say if there are eight million people in Honduras and you give a dollar to every person, you've given away a lot of money, but you've only fed them maybe, what could a dollar do? Buy a hot dog, okay? But I've been taught by my um, oh, mentors that if you'll take your time, efforts, and money, and invested in a few people over a long period of time, years, you'll see a greater difference. And that's been a part of my mindset and the way that we've been doing things. So we would go to the same areas, the same people, and we've had results. Okay. And in other slides, as we continue to go... um, you know, providing meals for kids, whether it's at the church, as we minister to them. Uh, keep going to another slide there. Different aspects, different ways. You can continue as well. Okay. We continue to work on the streets. Uh, you can continue there. Um, preaching the word, sharing the word. Many of you that have been there, you were out here with us. You not continue there. Uh, Just different sections of the city we go around to. How many, Michael? About five or six different sections of the city now. Okay. And continue there, if you would. Um, uh, Children and youth ministries. Uh, These pictures may all look the same to you. I mean, it's like it's just a bunch of kids. Well, that's what we do. All right. So we're working with them Monday through Friday through school and feeding ones that are in what we call a sponsorship program. But then as you see, um, Saturday program. I'm sorry. Would you go back a slide? I think it was back. Yeah, okay. So this would definitely be, this would be the Sunday morning program that meets at Center 2. Then you can go forward if you would. Yeah. Okay, kids from the Central Church. I was actually just doing a Sunday school class. And the other slide would be um, ministering to kids. Now, when you see larger groups of kids, they're the kids that live around on the mountainside areas. It's in the city, okay, but it's kind of, you know... the Tegucigalpa is kinda of like the city in the center of a bowl. And as you go up the hills around the mountainsides, there are more poverty, except for one particular area where the more you go up, the more it's more wealth. But for the most part you go into more poverty. And so as we go farther up there are much more kids. But this is what God has called us to in some of the other slides. Um we are, have what we call, I call it a child's assistant program, but we have a specific branch of that called child sponsorship program. And if you'll go online, um, M.E. Uh, Honduras or M.E. Uh, M E honduras.org or .com you'll find our website still it is being reconstructed but you will find a sponsorship program there whereby you can for I think it's $35 a month help a kid with food education and um, school supplies okay um But so, like, Lily is much older than that now, but that was when she graduated from uh, school. And, uh, you know, the little boy to the right, you know, if you are sponsoring a child, their uniforms and the backpacks, that's what you would help them to get. The lady in the background is not the mom. That is one of the teacher's assistants, Miriam, who is a very devout leader at church there to the Lord. In the other slide, if you'll just go... Um, you know young ladies like these girls just not involved in any crime or anything like that but poverty stricken um, you know neither one of them has ever even gone as far as the sixth grade what future would they have other than drugs prostitution um, getting involved with guys at 15 to 16 years old and usually the parents are happy because it gets them out of the house it's one less mouth to feed but what future they they have. So your funds help us to put them through beautician school. In this case, these two girls graduated from a course where they were doing acrylic nails. Yes, they do new nails and stuff down there too, okay? and But uh, especially Carla uh, has been very involved in, um, you know, working and getting clients and so forth. In some of our other slides, it's just kind of some of the same thing. If you'll go on there. Um, we're barber being taught at the church again that overlooks the city. Um, Pastor Marvin is the teacher. Uh, this young lady, well, 12 years old, you helped us to provide braces for her. Uh, in the other slide, we are helping um, the baby that was born with a clep lip uh, out on Rotan Island. And, of course, uh, Naomi... Um, Anyway, sadly, migrating through uh, Mexico, trying to get into the U.S. She is one of five girls, and her mother, just poverty-stricken and so forth, attempting to come to the U.S. for the American dream. Naomi, out on the balcony of a hotel saw uh, at night, saw what she thought was a rope and reached out and touched it and was electrocuted, uh, and—but— you know, they've been in our church and congregation, but it's still hospitalized in Mexico. Uh, if you'll continue on, um, two of the young ladies that had been involved in gangs in jail, the girls juvenile detention center, uh, no longer in jail. Both girls are serving the Lord. Um, and you know, we, Assist them if they want to go to beauty school. We used to operate a trade school But it became too expensive the rent on the building and the teacher So we facilitate them to go to sewing or beautician schools, and that's paid for by your money (laughs) You can continue there boys at the juvenile detention center again the young man with the mask on assessor At 17, went to prison, juvenile detention, um, after murdering one person as a gang leader. They didn't know that he actually murdered two. But came to Christ, doing our ministry at the juvenile detention, discipled, and he is back in the juvenile detention center sharing the gospel. So when young men like these come to the Lord, they can go to Casa Abner or Abner's house out on the boys' uh, where you talked. We never took you out there, though, did we, you Okay. Oh, okay, all right. We've had the property and um, a building on it for quite a while, but it's just been developed a whole lot more in the recent years. But if you'll go on to another slide. But boys from the street are the juvenile... To- Detention center, whether they go out there or not, if they need our assistance to get jump started in life, you know, help get a job, pay rent on a house, most of these boys are between 13 to 18. But de- depending on the crime that they committed, um, as to the amount of years that they're in jail, um, but when they get out and need a jump start, whether it's to help to pay rent, get clothes, or whatever it may be, um, you help us to be able to facilitate them. Teams, construction projects, what's going on? Uh, those of you that have been there, you know that we love to host teams. We love to facilitate. We love to get you involved in getting your feet wet or, you know, you fully in missions experience. Maybe the Lord is calling it to Honduras, Mexico. It could be to Brazil or Africa or somewhere, India. But we love hosting teams. Teams help us with building projects. Uh, this is, again, the building that's at, on the mountainside where you overlook the city. You saw a slide where it was an open-air service. That's because we have not put the roof on the church yet. Uh, it's advanced a lot more since this slide, but still no roof. And, of course, to the right of it there, Michael was instrumental in helping um, with funds from um, Denmark to build a really nice playground out there, play area. And so in another slide, as we about to the end, um, well, I don't remember that slide. Okay, if you will continue. That was the burning of a house. So we missed something there. We didn't see that one in there this morning, did we? I don't know. There was a video in place of this slide whereby the lady that's in the blue in the center, um, the 25 pound gas bottle in her house, wooden house, wood frame, exploded. And she was hit. Her face and body was burned. We weren't going to show you that part, but there was a five-second clip of her house being burnt. And she has recovered, six months pregnant at the time of this, um, what, two months ago? But okay so she 's fully recovered, her skin and coming back and being dr. her baby is perfectly fine as far as the pregnancy, but it would definitely be people like her and her husband. Very much involved in the church up there that when the Lord provides the funds, uh, they would be able to get a house, okay? And uh, so, anyway, I don't know how that happened. Michael and I were looking at the slides this morning, and that one was not in there. But anyway, it's all right. The one in the green, Pastor. Uh, Marvin, but anyway, so uh, you can go on back to, yeah, there. Okay, so part of the project, and Michael will be up in a little bit. I'm taking a lot of times, like 28 minutes, but gotta do better than that at uh, Hot Springs, oh Lord. Oh yeah, y'all know Tim Brooks, right? Oh yeah way too long. <laughs> yeah. He'll sit me down a long time ago. But anyway, um, Michael can explain to you a little bit about Dream with Honduras and what's going on there, boat beds and facilitating. And another slide. Okay, again, the boat beds there. Uh, and I think that's the last one. If you'll go to the, another one. Yes, it is. Okay. And uh, so um, a little bit just a little bit, a little too long. Okay. But I definitely want to give Michael an opportunity to come up and uh, verify what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay. And uh, questions and answers. We, you know, whether you're coming on the trip or not, I just want you to know something. This is your ministry and you have every right to know and ask questions. Please do. Okay. Okay. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. Michael, would you come up and uh, (laughs) greet the folks?
2: Good morning, everyone. It's really nice to be here. Well, as several people have said, my name is Michael. I'm 30 years old, and I'm from Denmark. I've been part of uh, Manos Extendidas, Extended Hands, for, I've been working and living in Honduras and working with them for eight years, um, pretty much ever since you visited us. Um, I was new back then. Now I'm an old guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is my first trip in, in the U.S. It has been a really good experience so far. I've known a lot of uh, U.S. churches visiting us. I've been hosting them together with Alvin. Sometimes I've even been in charge of the group, Uh, so it's really special for me to now be here uh, in the churches because I've always known behind uh, every team, of course there is a church. But it's really it's a good experience to actually see it with my own eyes and be here. Uh, So thank you very much for letting us receiving us here. Um, I know a lot of faces that has been to Honduras. I still remember you. I've been watching you on Facebook. (laughs) Uh, I didn't know you were part of this church, but now I know. Um, You must be really confused (laughs) from all this. Like we're doing so much and Alvin is talking one thing and another thing. But I really think like the bottom line of all of this is Minos Extendidas is not so much about all these projects uh, about uh, the different settings and all you don 't have to understand all of this, I think really the bottom line is the spirit the the heart of serving I think alvin 's heart he has been able to teach us and teach Hondurans how to serve, how to love the Lord, and how to love the people and I think thats I think that 's what you would experience. If you come to Honduras, and of course to understand all of this, you have to visit us. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have no idea how long time I have here. <laughs> I'll I'll make it short. Uh, I just want to share just a little bit of my life, uh, my testimony. Um, I'll I'll just find a scripture here. I, I know it by memory in Danish and Spanish, but I've never never preached in english so it's in Ephesians 2:10 uh, and it says in this version at least uh, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do i'm sure you know it in another version uh, but you probably know the word um, I know that God has a plan for each and every one of us. He has something prepared for our life. It doesn't matter our age. It doesn't matter where we come from. It doesn't matter what skills we come with. I just know that God has a plan for each and every one of us because it's here in his word. When I was 10 years old, I started to ask God or tell God, Whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do it. Wherever you want me to send, I'm, w- I'm willing to go. Whatever you calls me to do, I will do it. I had no idea what country it was going to be in. Well, I always thought it was Denmark, actually, in school. I was like, why do I have to learn other languages? I'm going to live here in Denmark. <laughs> um, I had no idea how he was going to use me. I just knew that I was willing to go wherever he would send me. And I think that's, I don't know the plans he has for your life, but I know he created you. Big plans, amazing plans. I know that from the day that he created you, he already had the idea what he wanted to use you for. A lot of people never get to experience God's plans for our life. And I think even me, even though from a really young age, I wanted to experience that. I think I haven't experience, experienced it fully, because every time that we are disobedient, we miss out of something he had in plan for our life. S- but my, my hope is just to stay on that path, and for each of, and every one of you to, to get that experience What does God have in plan for your life? Um, He called me to Honduras. I thought I only came for six months. (laughs) I'm still there. (laughs) I have no idea where I'm going to be in one year. God promised us to light up our path. And sometimes we expect him to light up the path for the rest of our lives. (laughs) But someone told me a lot of times he only light up for the next step. And we are the ones that want to know where we're going to be in two years and three years and five years. But we don't need to know. We just need to know where does God want us to be today. I don't know where I'm going to be in a year. I don't know if he's going to send me somewhere else. (laughs) And you don't know either. But my encouragement is just to tell God every day, wherever you want me to be, that's where I wanna be. And you're gonna experience the plans that he has for your life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if where we go from here. Questions? I don't know if you're gonna come back or <laughs> I have any About the trip.
0: Okay. Yes, that's all I have That's volunteered Michael to answer all of questions. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So awesome. why don't you give them a hand clap? Both of them for being here with us today. That's actually for your first time to share in English. I think you did really good. Uh, okay. At least in this context.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. right. Let me grab. I'll leave that there. Man, what a blessing! And I know that is a, that that is a, a compact version of everything that's going on. I was just blessed to see all of the things that are new. I think we only had the two feeding centers and uh, church locations when I was there in 15. There may, uh, there may have been, a uh, there, no there were three. There were three. There were three. That's right. Central and uh, Center 1 and Center 2. I had to preach at one of them and Pastor Alvin translated and I tried to try my hand at a little bit of Spanish and I did terrible and I said something, and he said, no, you didn't say that right. I was like, what did I say? He said, I think you said cucumber, I think is what you were trying to say. Um, I was trying to say something else. It wasn't cucumber. But, uh, man, I tell you what, when you, when you go and you get to be, you know, what we would say, boots on the ground, and, and then see these ministries in, in, in action, uh, it, it's just as, you're going to get a lot more out of it than you're going to give to them while you're there. You're going to be helpful, right? But you're going to get so much more out of it than they're going to receive from you while you're, you're there. And I don't say that to, to make it a selfish motive. I say that so that you understand uh, the, the benefit. Because I think on what it said in John 1, when it said that the light came into the world and the darkness couldn't overcome it. It's the same light, but the, the extreme population there, number one, and, and the extreme poverty heighten the, the effects of, of sin and evil in the community. And you see it in much more, uh, the darkness is much darker, I, I guess is my point. But the light is not less light. Yeah. yeah, the light is still sufficient. And so you see that and you're like, this is, it, it, it reinvigorates your faith to say the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. Here and and then it connects you to them for forever. I'll, I will have those images and those moments in my heart forever. And the Lord, now that you know them, even if it's just in this context and in this service today, now that you know them, He will bring them to your remembrance, to pray for it, to, to think on, uh, to, to even give towards. He He will he, he will unleash that in you, and He could not never done it before if He had never laid eyes on him. Mean, it's a whole other different. That's why there's some that say, no, the Lord wants me to go back. I, I, I want to go back. I have that desire to go and He just won't leave me alone about it. I know Tyler had mentioned, he said, you know, it's just kind of weird. I feel like the Lord is leading, leading us to go, to go back, like to do another trip to Honduras. I was like, well, that's not something that the devil would do. <laughs> To just say, hey, what you need to do is go down there to hunt. No, no, that's obviously the, the Lord. But that, but that's what I take away from it. it. Life is the same there as it is here. Obviously, different uh, context and, and some different proportion of the things that, that are dealt with. But you, what you see is the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness is not overcoming. It. And you see some of those stories of people that have had their lives invested into Uh, And you see them come from, you know, out of prison, out of uh, gangs, out of drugs, out of prostitution, out of committing, you know, horrific uh, crimes, even in their youth. And the Lord just transformed them into a disciple of Jesus Christ that's then going back and, and bringing others out. And it also reminds us that we have that same opportunity. On every street corner here, in every storefront here, every place that we go, there's darkness that needs to have the light shined into it. Amen. Amen. I, I want to mention this. And I'm going to talk for another minute just in case you need a, a moment or two to, to prepare. We do want to receive a special uh, love offering this morning. Uh, for the ministry, given that they're, they're they're here, so if you would like to give towards that, you know we don't normally pass the plate here. We're not still not going to do that this morning. Uh, for the two plates on the outside in the back, that'll be your normal tithes and offerings, what you've already purposed in your heart to give to the Lord as, as a part of your giving. But they're in the center. I left that that plate or that bowl there open. Uh, so if you wanted to give today specifically towards Manos Extendidas. Um, that's available for you to do that. Uh, if you're making out a check, make it out to Believers Church and we'll just, get, we'll just send one check uh, to the ministry. And if you say, oh man, I've really, you know, the Lord is working on my heart. I, I want to give. I didn't come prepared to give today. That's fine. We can do that again next week or any time. If, if you mark on your offer, that's where we have the envelopes where you can mark Honduras. And, and we give just out of your normal giving. There's an amount that goes to Honduras, to Manos, Exendidas each month. That was something the Lord put on my heart that we began uh, at least in 2020 and we've continued since then. Um, that, that's going anyway. That's going all the time. And I pray the Lord will even be able to increase that as as the months go go by. Uh, but if you want to say, hey, I, I want to commit, me and my family want to commit to give whatever, $20 a month to the ministry in Honduras, you, you have no idea what the Lord will do with that, both in your heart and then on the, on the mission field. Uh, when you begin to partner with the work that He is doing, uh, number one, you are blessed. And, and number two, you are a blessing. And, and, and the second one way overwhelms the first one. And, and that's actually how, how you're blessed in that. Uh, but th- there is, good you know, news, there, there's a team going, purposing to go here coming up in March. This is actually the kind of week we had set for the, the commitment time to say, hey, this is get in or, 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 or get out, just because you need to know as far as making arrangements and, and trying to book travel plans and all of those things. Uh, so if that's something that the Lord has put on your heart, and you know it or you don't, if, you're, if it's even there, you know it. Uh, we're we're going to be getting together this evening with uh, Tyler and Halley and uh, Alvin and, and Michael uh, for, for them to just share a little bit more of their heart. And so if that's something that the Lord uh, is leading you towards, uh, let me know, and, and we want to have you there uh, for that. It'll be a special time. Amen. I don't think... I'm off kilter. I don't even have any in my notes, so I, I feel kind out of out of place. But I believe that's all I wanted to cover. They're going to be around if you want to visit with them after. I know some of you got to uh, go and, and be there uh, in Honduras with them. Want to see them hug their neck. They'll be around for that. Uh, and again, it, in, your, in your giving, do, do so prayerfully and purposefully. And I promise you, if you're looking for good ground to give into, this is, this is great. Amen. And, and with that, and you can do that as you go out. Uh, but I want to pray, uh, uh, us praying together over them. Y'all mind coming back up? I think that would be great. Um, I want to I lay hands on you, just just bless you. Thank you so much for coming and being our guests uh, here today. And just as we dismiss, uh, just, just pray over y'all. If you would just extend your hands just as a, uh, an act of extending your faith towards them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for uh, Alvin and Michael. Thank you for the blessing it is to, to know them and to have uh, gotten to know them. And Lord, that we believe that relationship was just of you. I don't know how else you would connect to Tegucigapa, Honduras and folks from Camden, Arkansas together, but you have. Uh, Lord, And you've knitted our hearts together with them and the work that they're doing. And we love them and we know that they love us. And Lord, we pray that they wouldn't grow weary in doing good. Uh, as, as they continue the work that uh, you've prepared beforehand, uh, just as Michael shared, that you've prepared for them, as you've prepared a work for us, uh, not for our name, but for yours, uh, that it would be made big uh, here in Camden, in, the, in Tegucigalpa, Honduras, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. I thank you that you have given us the, the right and the privilege to carry your light and your name. Uh, into the communities where we live in the world uh, that, that we're in the corner of. And, and God, I thank You that as they travel through the states that they are, are, are safe and kept and blessed in Jesus' name that they have favor everywhere that they go. Uh, Lord, that, that Your blessings are chasing them down. Uh, Lord, and as they return uh, home, I thank you, God, for all of the work that that you are doing, Uh, the visions that you've put in their heart to to see things come about. They don't yet know how it's going to happen, Lord. But I thank you that that when it's from you, you will always make. Away. Lord, and we, we thank you for all of our brothers and sisters there in Honduras who know you because uh, somebody took your name to them. We, we pray blessings upon them, health and work or attack of the enemy uh, that would come against what you would do. I thank you, Lord, that we won't be uh, drawn away by all the things of this world that would entice us, uh, God, but we'll pursue you wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name. We thank you and we give you glory. And we thank you for our brothers uh, here with us this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.